Proudly coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Frontier Podcast. I'm your host, Ledge, and we are powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes and join the conversation at the Frontier Pod on Twitter. Giddy up. You might not recognize the name Kevin Neether, but chances are you've watched at least one video by Kevin the Tech Ninja. And if you haven't, fire up your YouTube app right now. A self-described guy who's just always loved technology, Kevin's videos have won acclaim and following for his creative, down-to-earth unboxings, product reviews, and the occasional rant. In this episode, I talk to Kevin about being a creator, letting go in order to scale yourself, and the hard work of creating content you can be proud of in any discipline. Kevin, man, it's awesome to have you. Thanks so much for joining. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Can you give like a two or three minute, you know, sort of background story of you and your, and your work just so the audience can get to know you? Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Kevin Neether. Um, I reside just out of Detroit, Michigan. I'm from same area. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm doing like a dating profile. I'm 31 years old and, uh, you know, no, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a guy that just loves technology. I've always loved technology and I've always had a passion for film, for movies. I used to watch movies as a kid growing up and break down the shots as kind of a weird kid. I used to, um, like Saving Private Ryan was sort of my go-to movie as far as cinematography and I love technology. And then it just took some time and those two passions kind of fused together. And now I make a YouTube channel called the tech ninja. And essentially the channel is me having a conversation with you about technology. Um, I can get super technical about things, but I'd rather not. I'd rather have a conversation where everyone can understand and the techie people can get something out of it, but I'd rather have my mom get a get something out of it. Um, because as IT people, as smart people, we are the support for our families. And a lot of times speaking at, you know, a thousand, a thousand miles per hour, a lot of people won't understand what you're talking about. You could talk about megabits and megabytes and all those things, but it's a foreign language for a lot of people. So I speak in real life language um, to talk about technology, things I like, and I bring it to a practical level. So, you know, when I compare the new iPhone to the new Galaxy, I'll say, hey, this one gives me a better battery life for, you know, at 10 p.m. I'm charging it versus, hey, I get 17 hours of talk time. Like, you know, I, I look at real metrics and that's just kind of what I do on my YouTube channel. I just try to have fun with it and I pop out a couple, you know, a couple good videos a week. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I am one of the, you know, I don't know, 1.5 million or whatever people who watch your stuff. And, you know, it's, I, I'm just struck by like the creative flair of, of what you do for a topic that like, like there's a hundred million videos out there, you know, unboxing the iPhone and you know, whatever this is, but like your stuff is just, it's tight. It has like a creative vibe to it. And I just want to like, as a, you know, you're like, you're a technologist artist. And I think our audience would really relate to that. Like we have craftsmen coders, you know, like so code poets and, you know, and they just like have a different vibe about their, their creative, you know, discipline and their practice. I just wonder like, what's your, what's your take on that? Yeah. So, um, so number one, I have the utmost respect for programmers and, and coders because, uh, when I was in college, I had to take a programming class. I think it was java or something like a required class and that is the hardest thing ever like you have one error on a line and you fix it then you have 37 more errors so that right there is just you know mad respect for anyone who can make something out of nothing so so huge up to that and i've worked with programmers before and when it comes to their codes like they're very particular about it like they can look at a program from someone else and they can say oh god they 
this is crappy. This is ugly. And they're, they're like, they'll look at the code and say it's an ugly code and which I don't understand. So I think we sort of do the same thing. You, you know, you take pride in your work and you create things that, that you'll be happy if you were a customer of that, you know, like if you paid someone to make a code, uh, you would want that same type of quality or craftsmanship, if you will. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're two of the same. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about your, I was just curious about your production and, you know, this idea that you know, as you got more and more busy, you got more popular, you got things going on, you had a baby and you had to outsource or, you know, sort of hire an editor or whatever, right. To, to come in and work on, on your stuff. And that's difficult to let go. You know, it's kind of like scaling yourself and creating that, uh, that vision for somebody else to, to, you know, touch your product. Like, Talk about that. Yeah. A little. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it's sort of hard. It, it, it kind of feels like you're letting go a little bit. And, and, and to me, that was sort of a challenge and it, it, it had to happen. It was one of those things where I, I was in a position to do that for a while. Like I should have had an editor years ago um, because it just, it just gets to a point where you want to do so much more and you have to send off certain works, um, certain things you have to outsource things. So like right now, my wife, handles the accounting and she handles a lot of the emails and stuff just to free up more time for me to do more creative things. Um, a lot of people want to talk about, you know, being a YouTuber is just sitting in front of a camera talking about tech, but most of it is, is pre-work, post-work, emails, invoicing, and a lot of other stuff that isn't the ideal picture of being a quote unquote tech YouTuber, I guess. So, um, yeah, you just have to trust someone and, and sort of make a, a synergy with someone that, uh, that, that you get a good vibe from and someone that is genuinely a fan of your content because he's watched my videos over the years. So he had, he has an idea of how I work. And so it was able to work pretty well. And, and me being the way I am, I'm sort of a control freak when it comes to that. Um, but I heard a good quote. It said, and this may make programmers upset. Don't let perfection get in the way of being really good. You know? <laughs> so there's times where I see a shot and I'm like, that's not perfect, but you know what? It's really, really good. And 99.9% of people won't even know the difference and I have to let that go. Otherwise I'll be stuck working on one video for three weeks. Well, yeah. And you have to like, you have a million clients at any you know given time, but you just have to make that, that business calculation. It's like, yeah, I could refactor this. I could make this better but we have those conversations all the time. It's like, you know, absolutely. Like you got to get to what we call like a minimum viable product, you know, just get it out there because if you don't release, you're not going to get any feedback. You're not going to be able to get better. I'm sure when you look back at the stuff you did at the beginning, you know, you're just like, wow, that's garbage, you know, <laughs> but, but I bet if I looked at it, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, once I hit publish, I don't watch the video ever again. Um, it's just me seeing things in the video that I could have done better or done differently or why did I say it that way? It, it bothers me. Even videos from like a year ago, like every once in a while I'll, I'll pop something on. I'm just like, oh no, my lighting, my, my white balance. Oh, what is going on? And it's just me. And, and I know how I am and I protect myself from myself, I guess. I mean, so you're, you know, like a, a self-employed influencer. And, you know, I don't know if a lot of people maybe aspire to do the work necessary to, to get there, but I, I think our audience can probably relate as a self-employed person that, that you got a lot of stuff to do to, to wrap up, you know, kind of around that. Like, how do you keep a disciplined schedule? How do you, you know, sort of keep up with all the things you got to do in the right, like prioritized order? Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm really bad at that, to be quite honest. And I, I think most people would, would agree 
at uh, in my position and in, you know, sort of when you, when you work for yourself, um, I would love to say, Hey, I have hours that I work and I do my hours and then I put it down and spend time with my family. But, but that's not the case. Unfortunately, um, I sort of work in good spurts and I think I work better with a foreseeable deadline. Like if I have to get something done by 8 PM, I'm going to get it done by 8 PM. But if there's no foreseeable deadline, I might delay and it might take longer. So it's just one of those things where I give myself deadlines or, um, you know, I give myself good stopping points and I ensure I get there. I sort of just hunker down and do it. I don't eat dinner sometimes. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the best person to speak on this whole balance thing, but I'm doing my best and hopefully I get better with it. I don't think any of us are. I totally, I resonate with your method as well. Um, you know, how about putting yourself, you know, out there? I don't know, like, uh, it's, there's a lot of people, I think we work with like really a lot of smart engineers, like smart technologists. And I mean, they just have a lot to say, a really, really useful feedback and, and ways to help others, but maybe you just don't have a stage or, you know, just are intimidated by writing or speaking on video or doing podcasts. And, you know, I don't know, like advice to, to help people maybe advance their influence. You know, I, I wish there was like, in a beautiful crafted sentence I could use and just everything's perfect. But I mean, it just, it took me years of doing this. Uh, it took me years of, of negative comments and, and just took me years of not caring after a while. Um, you know, you, you get called, you know, get called a bad word so many times where it just doesn't bother you anymore. So it's just one of those things where you just have to not care and know that whatever you're into, someone else is into it. And if that person finds you, they'll like you. And then just, I don't know, just, just keep, keep creating, keep baking something. And if they don't like this last video, they'll like the next one. And that's the mindset you have to have. You have to have a bad memory, basically, I guess. <laughs> right. right. Uh, what's, what's new and exciting now? Like, what are you, what are you really thrilled about with the work? Yeah. So right now it's, it's smart home. Um, you know, I, I bought this house about two years ago and it's an older house, I think uh, like 1960s or so. And the person that had it before me, left it in the 1960s or so. So <laughs> I spent a lot of time and money um, upgrading the house to something that's more comfortable for me. And I've been just really getting in the smart home. And the smart home is still that industry that's, it's somewhat booming, but it hasn't really taken off. I mean, everyone buys in a, a Google Home or, or the Amazon Echo, and, but they don't know what to do with it. They just ask what the weather is, you know, like they don't take advantage of it. So I, I do a lot of videos on my channel where uh, I talk about how to really take advantage of it. I have a video right now called the $100 Smart Home Challenge Self-Promotion. And this video is basically for 100 bucks. what can you do in your smart home? What exactly can you do? What, what can this $100 get for you? And in that video, we get, uh, you know, we get an Amazon Echo. We get a nice holder for it. We get uh, lights, we get switches, and all these things. It's like a lot of things you can do with the, with the smart home that people may not know what to do with it. Like, do you know, like having an automatic uh, switch for your, for your bathroom is like really cool. Cause you walk in the bathroom, light comes on. You don't have to touch anything. You have guests in your house and you don't want them touching things, not washing their hands. It's just really hygienic. So I have that in the bathroom and that's like been the coolest thing ever. And then I look back like four years ago and I'm sitting here talking about a smart switch for the bathroom. Like I don't know, four, the four years ago version of me would be really upset with myself right now because back then it was like, oh, yeah, the new Galaxy Android phone. And now I'm talking about switches in a bathroom. But I don't know. I just think these things are more practical, especially for me. So I know you're a new parent. So I got I to gotta ask about that. You know, it's like how, how's your perspective changing and, and evolving? Because, you know, we, we have a lot of people at that stage of life who are, you know, independent professionals and, and juggling their, their kids. Let me get some sleep first and I can give you a better answer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, you know, I, 
I really, I just sort of go day by day. I haven't really had a chance to like really sit down and think about it. I'm honestly, I'm trying to set up a situation where my son, if he wants to, to walk in and to sort of take this thing over because technology is forever advancing and one day I'm going to be the old geezer who no one wants to listen to anymore and maybe my son wants to take it over. I mean, when I started my YouTube channel, I was in, I was in my mom's house uh, doing videos out of my bedroom and now I have my house with my son and it's just, it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how my YouTube channel has seen me grown um, from, from basically a kid fresh out of college to a grown man with a family now supporting a family. So um, I don't know yet. Like I've, I've never sat down and, you know, like I guess when you're in the midst of things, you never stop and look from the outside to appreciate what happens. And I guess me talking about, it, I'm kind of looking like a lot has occurred in my life on YouTube, which is pretty, pretty wild if you think so. Yeah. Are you ever going to bring them on or have you, have you done that? Uh, I have one video about um, like the top apps for, for, for the new parents. And that, that's sort of it. I'm, I'm very hesitant about the whole having my son in the videos and everything. Cause um, I get recognized in public sometimes, which is kind of a weird animal as it is. And I just don't want anyone to recognize my child. And they don't, it's just pe people are very crazy these days. So I, I sort of want to leave him out of that. Uh, until he's of an age where he wants to do it and he's into it and I can have these conversations with him. But as a baby, they change so much that I'll throw him in the video every once in a while and his face will change. He's like a little blob right now and eventually he'll become a normal looking person. So until then, uh, it's just, if it's relevant to what I'm doing, then yes, but I'm not going to just put them in front of everything, everything I do. All right. So you're, you're a tech guy, you know, let's, let's just wrap it up with sort of, uh, what's your, you know, future prediction. I mean, where are we going here? We got AI, we got video, everybody's carrying around a supercomputer in their pocket. You know, you do any thinking about like, what's, what's going to happen in the next five years? Yeah. So in the next five years, we're going to see real 5G connectivity um, between cars, between everything. And, and right now, the, the car industry, they, they all are sort of looking at the autonomous driving car and what is this thing? Tesla is trying the, the whole autopilot out, which is extremely dangerous to do. And they pushed it out as beta software. And it's, it, it's weird. I think in the next five years, this will be refined. And I think cars would communicate with each other. Um, I don't think it's going to be full autonomous driving, but I think they'll be able to communicate. Like if you're switching lanes and there's a car there, I think the cars will be able to quote unquote, have a conversation to prevent that accident or, you know, things like that. Or if there's a car on the side of the road, it can send a distress signal to other cars. So you won't hit, hit that car or anything like that. Um, and, you know, I think autonomous driving certain routes, let's say for a you know, an army veteran that's disabled, a route to go to the doctor or a route to go to the store. I think those type of cars will be out there, a predefined set route. And these other cars can talk to it and that car can communicate, hey, I'm going to turn left. Ensure another car can't hit me in that situation. Um, but right now, there is so many different protocols that companies are working on that they don't all speak the same language. Um, so I think that's going to be a problem where, you know, Chevy can have a different language and then uh, Tesla has a different language and they don't speak to each other. So I, I think that's going to have to be refined. But 5G is going to be the, the spectrum that will um, do that just because the throughput and output is, is ridiculous um, for 5G right now. I mean, we're, we're talking almost a gigabit down and up which is the potential for 5G, which is amazing for wireless connectivity. Awesome. Love the insights, man. It's so cool to have you on. Um, where should people, you know, look you up and find you? I have watched the videos. I have really enjoyed the videos. So I want to throw my endorsement on, but let everybody know where to find you. 
Yeah. So uh, on YouTube, uh, I'm the Tech Ninja. You just type it right up. And anywhere social media base is Tech Ninja Speaks. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff is Tech Ninja Speaks. But you can find me a couple times a week on YouTube, uh, the Tech Ninja. Kevin, love having you on, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.